0: You get to pick your priorities. And that's really what it's about. And once you do that, you can calibrate internally and externally requests, what's reasonable, what needs to be tweaked, and how you reframe and reset. Welcome back to another episode of The Clarity Cafe. I'm Callie, and I'm here with my co-host and clarity sister, Barb. In our last episode, we were talking about giving authentic compliments. And in this episode, we're going to talk about unreasonable requests, both giving them and receiving them and what to do and how to work tactfully and sometimes very truthfully with the people around us who may be expecting unreasonable things.
1: It's such a great topic because it means so many things. I think there's like, it's a multifaceted Uh, situation when you're talking about unreasonable requests, it can be that you perceive that something is unreasonable, but you sort of have to ask for it, right? Because you're really busy at work or because you're, you know, really busy at home, whatever's happening, or you really need something special from someone. And then on the other side of that, there's that you think a request is quite reasonable, but the other person hears it as unreasonable because of what's going on over there. So now we have this two-way situation of communication and what is unreasonable and how do we manage that by being a little more present? What are some of the ways that we can deal with things that occur to us, whether we're even requesting them or receiving them as unreasonable?
0: Yeah, Barb, I think when I'm looking at requests and I want to figure out amidst all the feelings I might be having, whether I was the one giving them or receiving them, um, is to say, first thing is to just say, okay, let me first just get some perspective. And we're going to dive into what that means. And so can I get some perspective first to just look at the whole ecosystem? How am I giving or receiving that request? And how is the other person or people giving and receiving those requests? So perspective is the first thing that I like to do. And the second thing I like to do is observe sort of the things around those requests. So maybe it's not the request, maybe it's the tone or the expectation beyond the request or the timeline or some particular aspect of the request. I like to observe. And then I like to have a framework for identifying if there's something that needs to be changed about the request or addressed with it, get clear in my mind what that is. So then I can go back and give feedback to the person or people um, that are either giving or receiving the request. So let's dive in. Let's talk about perspective.
1: Yeah, a lot to unpack with that one. As you were talking, I was thinking about the idea of you're uh, <clears throat> walking up, you're getting out of your car, you're walking into work, and you know you've you've got your you're handling whatever kind of you know coffee or tea that you have, and you got your laptop, and you got your purse or whatever all the things are that you're carrying in, and you walk up the stairs, and someone has their arms more full than you and kind of says, hey, could you help me open the door? And you're like, well, not exactly. Kind of take a look over here. And then and that actually happened (laughs) to me recently. And and I looked at the person. It was a guy. It was a delivery guy, right? And I usually help him, right? So he kind of expected me to do it. My arms were full. And I felt this unconscious request. And then we both just started laughing because it was absurd. Neither one of us could fulfill it. We had to change the terms of it a little bit. One of us had to put something down. (laughs) <laughs> and change, and change just one aspect about the request. So I just had a great visualization of that, of like of how, and, and it totally diffused any stress that both of us felt about getting through that door. And we kind of had a nice moment of connection. And so I was thinking if I could bring that levity into maybe things that are a little more serious at work when, you know, maybe someone's feeling a little overwhelmed but I'm unaware of it. And I asked them to do something that would normally they might perceive it as, oh, great, that's just another cool thing for my list. But there, that lands with them as a little bit too much right this second. Maybe if I can bring a little levity into it, we can both see that there's a way we could change it, even a small way that we could change it that would make it be perfect for both of us.
0: Yeah, Barb, that's so perfect because when we think about observation or perspective and observation. So the perspective is, first of all, the fact that you looked over at each other and it's like, oh, <laughs> we've both carrying too much. And then the observation is that, right? So first, we, you mentioned connection. So with perspective, we're able to like see what's going on with the other person and connect with them. And then observe the situation. So first you had a connection, the two of you acknowledging. And then it's a beautiful metaphor because today's world, all of us are carrying too much. Mm. Like We're all carrying too many packages, too many boxes, too many things to do most of us are very overloaded. It's an art form to actually unwind that. And for those listeners who are into minimalism or kind of have been exploring that a little bit, it is the lifestyle art of reducing how many boxes in our hands, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like literally (laughs) and metaphorically. So I love that analogy because it can go in so many directions. And so we have perspective and that connection, observation, oh, we're all carrying too much here. And then diffusing with some levity is, is a brilliant thing. And sometimes people don't want to acknowledge that they're either asking for too much or that they've been asked for too much. And so when you have a connection, you have levity, that was cr- cool. And then you were able to be like, oh, somebody's got to, we got to problem solve this. But sometimes we look over to connect with someone and they're like, what? Everybody should be carrying <laughs> yeah. this many boxes. Oh my gosh, what is your problem? You must not be blah, 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 because if you were all of that, then you should have no problem. And so we have this game in our society where those of us who are defining ourselves by how much we carry Those sort of people, we, them, us, all of us may not be willing to acknowledge that we're overloaded. And and so in those cases, that's where we talk about language and tweaking the ask or, you know, being asked and so that we can make it manageable. Barb, do you want to give an example of uh, how maybe at work sometimes we can find ourselves like the frog in the soup, like- Once a request was asked, it wasn't so bad, but how that can kind of grow and become overwhelming.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I find myself probably multiple times a day on on both sides of that, right? Because I uh, have a wonderfully diverse group of people with lots of different things going on at work in the clinic. And each individual thing that people come to me with, whether it's a personnel or it's about a patient or it's about a new kind of wonderful supplement or whatever it is, each one of those things taken individually is cool and something that I definitely want to deal with. But if I'm not good at receiving that and putting it in the proper priority, like, oh, okay, that's not an urgent thing. I don't have to deal with that right now. And realizing yeah, I can put that off until tomorrow. I'll just put that on the list or whatever. I can find myself like the frog in the soup, suddenly feeling like I have too many things going on. And the person that's making the request and that's happened to me recently will all of a sudden realize, oh, Barb feels a little overwhelmed. I wish I hadn't done that. And then and now I'm like, oh, no, no, it's not your fault. It's my fault. So now we've gotten into this whole back and forth of, of judgment and recrimination, whereas in reality, what I found in this particular situation was to say, you know what, I got a lot going on right now. Is this, does this need to be handled today? And the answer was, no, not at all. I'm like, great. Let's talk about that tomorrow. So I just changed the terms of that in terms of changing the time interval. And it suddenly seemed really manageable to both of us. So then I was like, okay, that's great. Let me take that awareness into the rest of my day. And I became aware that I have a really high-performing employee who loves to take on new projects. And I recognize myself in that. (laughs) So I realized, oh, I probably gave that person, if I automatically was going to give that person that task, and then I realized, oh, you know what? I believe I just gave that person four new things to do. I'm going to save that one for later. And when I did have the conversation about that particular task and I said, hey, I've got this thing I want you to do, but it's not for this week. It's actually, I just want you to become aware of it because it's something that we're going to address mid-next week. And it landed as, oh, perfect, great. Now that's in the background of all the other projects going on and it's adding to the tapestry of the thought process behind how we're approaching things without feeling like a pressure at that moment. So it's a little bit like how a pressure valve of how much are you pushing on time. That's one aspect on, you know, how much you can do at one time. We all have this illusion that we can do multiple things at the same time. That whole multitasking thing where we're really doing is very quickly task switching. And all of us high performing people are good at that, but it may not be necessarily the most efficient or the most emotionally healthy way to do those things is to maybe we need to step back, as you were saying, and consider what the context is. And so, again, I think it's, you know, an awareness. I find myself in a day having multiple back and forth with those kind of awarenesses. And it's fun to play with that and think about that more like a game. How can I keep this balance? This is a teeter-totter. I don't want to put one more weight on this side unless I take a weight off of it or put a weight on the other side right? Give you some more resources, for instance. I don't expect you to do this. I want you to uh, by yourself use this other person over here. We're all available to help you. That's another way to change a request. And then it doesn't seem land on the other person as so unreasonable. And I think that's one of the keys to teamwork and how we can actually accomplish a lot in our day without feeling like we have to be solely responsible. That was a lot of A lot of aspects of of requests that I just rolled into there. But I think, uh, you know, it demonstrates the complexity of it, particularly in a group environment, which we often find ourselves in, in a work environment.
0: Thanks, Barb. I know for some of us, we may be feeling a little overwhelmed. So let's just take a deep breath. That wasn't deep enough. Okay. And for those of you who feel like one breath is not enough, which is probably all of us, continue to breathe as we talk about this. So the good news is we may sort of subconsciously taken on a whole bunch of things that have piled up and like Barb was saying, created these pressure valves and the stress. So as we're kind of talking about this, if you feel the stress in your body or you feel yourself just getting a little bit worked up or maybe not breathing very well or feeling a little antsy, that's probably a pretty good signal that you've got some of this going on and it's resonating. And the cool thing about that is, is you're changing it right now. So as you take those repeated, slow, deep breaths, just smile. Maybe put put a little hand on your heart and just say, I'm okay. I'm doing good. I don't have to do it all. I am enough and I am doing more than enough. And it's okay to let a few things go off of my plate. So now as we recognize that sometimes we have our hands full with too much, we may be asking too much of other people. And other people may be asking too much of us. And they may be so full and thinking about all the things in their arms, they're not realizing that they're asking too much. And so the cool thing about humans and humanness is that we get to learn how to live together in this ecosystem. We're all connected. And the better our conversations and our communication, the better we get to connect so this could be a family member that you feel like you need to have an adjustment with or it might be a work situation where like it started with you're working your eight hours a day and they ask you to take on this little project or this little report just this week and that turned into just next week and then the week after that. And maybe it's important to have a conversation about if you'd like me to continue doing this work, I'm going to have to ask you to move something else off my plate. And so prioritization of requests, super important. And that's why we love to do meditation or visualizations um, in the morning, just have a little time to get very clear about what's important to us. What's the most top two important things that I do in my day that if I get those two things done, that's cool. Like some days that might be going to work and finishing some big project. And some days it might be just getting the laundry done, or a load of laundry done. or whatever that is, like no judgment. It's not. The thing is, society is kind of a funky thing. And part of what we're doing here at Clarity Cafe is helping us unwind it. We're unwinding these expectations of society. And so let's just be clear right here right now in this moment. Y'all still got your hands on your heart? Great. If not, put it back up there for just a sec and say to yourself, I pick my priorities. That's right. You can hold your heart as long as you want, or you can kind of put your hand down if you want, but you get to pick your priorities. And that's really what it's about. And Once you do that, you can calibrate internally and externally, request what's reasonable, what needs to be tweaked, and how you reframe and reset it.
1: Prioritizing what you're going to do is so important. And one of the things I think that when we practice those, taking a moment, taking a couple of breaths, starting off the day, visualizing what really our priorities are, a lot of the little things that may be on our list tend to drop away. Early on in my corporate training, we would talk about doing, if you had a long to-do list, which everyone has, if you just took a minute and went through and gave them a prioritization of either an A, a B, or a C, and then notice that, observe that for a week or two, and work on the A things. And when you get done with the A things, without feeling stressed, work on one or two of the B things. And one of the things you would find by the end of that exercise is that a lot of the see things either resolve themselves or didn't matter because life keeps changing. And we always have a long list of things kind of rattling around uh, in our personal lives and in our work lives and even during the day just taking a minute to say, what's the best use of my time right now and, and what is my priority? The priority might be taking five minutes to take a walk because you might be way more productive for the next two hours if you do that. So in terms of the point about priorities and knowing that you get to control those internally and not be ruled by some expectations, setting those expectations and being kind to yourself about those expectations and about all those requests. And as you were saying, speaking your truth, we're going to need to have another prioritization conversation. I love it when people come to me and ask for priorities on things because it helps me to get clear on what really the priorities are.
0: In closing, I'd like to just quote Susie Orman who has done amazing work in teaching people about prioritization, personal finance, and she always closes with people first. So when you think about priorities, think about your connections with people and remember people first, then everything else.
1: Mm, That's beautiful and profound. We've, uh, I think, covered a lot of good ground today and we're super excited to Hear your comments on this podcast and on our other podcasts. So please share and comment and like and subscribe and continue to message us and be in touch, Clarity Fam. We just love hearing from you and we're so excited to see how the community is chipping in to support all of us in our journeys together as we walk this path of life. And on our next podcast, we're going to be talking about. You're all about your rights, but what about your responsibilities? And how do we navigate through our rights and responsibilities best in this world? So thanks a lot for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing you online. Take what is useful, leave the rest, and be well.